2: I said I was in the hospital on life support, and I didn't know I was going to make it out until I was able to masturbate in the hospital. Like I had some kind of, some kind of human uh, thing, and uh, and that's I know it's disgusting, but Um, you know. No, but
0: it makes sense. Yes, if we were live right now, I'd say please call us if you've ever masturbated in a hospital. you're listening to Divorce Party with Monica Casey and Tom Arnold. Today, our guest is Michelle Trana. She is divorced. She's a mother, the host of What's Up New York, and she currently has a one-woman show that I cannot wait to see. It's called Divorce Diaries. Please welcome to the show, Michelle Trana. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Tom. Hi. All right. So tell us about your divorce and then get, get us to how was divorce diaries created?
1: Yes, yes, yes. So, um, my divorce happened eight years ago. So it's been a while. Um, and I like to say that I'm divorced and single for eight years. So like I'm being endorsed on LinkedIn I'm so good at it. (laughs) But I mean, it's been a while. So I, I got divorced because I really felt very miserable and unhappy. I could tell my ex-husband was miserable and happy. We were been to married about five and a half years. We had our daughter um, and, and we just were at a point where I was like, we can't stay in this. This is miserable. Mm-hmm. And um, I tell my daughter in, in a very open and honest way, "It's like Daddy mm-hmm. and mommy were better off being friends and not fighting all the time. And mm-hmm. she was 20 years old, so she doesn't know us being married when when I yeah. got separated, um, but it was ugly. It it was ugly. Like, it wasn't like, Oh, let's just split up. I love you. Yeah. No, no, no. We were down and dirty for a while. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean like where, where, when we had, we had a, had a short sale of my house, I had a movement back in with my parents, my 92 year old grandmother, my handicapped dog, uh, it was it was like the italian adams family i mean and i when i moved back home i started and my daughter had at the time was 20 months old wasn't speaking i had to get her they call them early intervention services in new jersey To i had to get her tested to see if she was on the spectrum because they thought that she the spectrum was a whole thing um later down the road she was diagnosed she was diagnosed with adhd but at the time we didn't know what was going on and then um my ex-husband and I were not talking. So that didn't help. And we filed for, I filed for divorce. And then we dismissed the divorce because of our child going through special services. And then a month later, I was like, I think we made a mistake. I think we should go put the divorce back on. He thought I was like doing this all for show. He, so he got upset. So we got even more upset at me. That's so right. it was like, back can <laughs> work. At the end of the day, in whole honesty, I didn't wanna cheat. I didn't wanna hurt him further. I I knew I, how I was feeling and I wasn't gonna change. We have been through therapy um, and I, I I felt like I owed it to him to not be in the marriage. And at the time he was really upset, but now he's with a girlfriend, they live together. I'm pretty sure they're gonna get married. Like it is much better, but at the time we were like, like you know old school italians in my family they hold, they're like he should be doing this he should be doing this and like mm-hmm. the lawyers are like that's not how you speak in a co-parenting relationship i'm like but he should be and it took me <laughs> years many years to re- re-circuit how i thought about my ex-husband and his his uh how he operates and how I operate. And so within the time frame of getting divorced, very quickly I started creating from it. I was an actor since college. Mm-hmm. I studied theater, did improv, and I wanted to start creating again. I had mm-hmm. I had turned off the acting full time because my ex-husband you know, it was kind of like, it's it's not that he didn't want me to do it, but he never was like, he's like, I don't want to watch you making out the guy. So it was all these thoughts that I shifted a lot. Um,
0: I love how that's always what mature actor dudes (laughs) bring up. Oh, you're going to, what do you, I remember being in college and my boyfriend who was totally not, you know, in that world was like, are you going to be like hooking up with people (laughs) all the time? (laughs) And Doug and I
1: were best friends. So there's a Doug story here. So Doug and I were best friends. First of all, our both of our parents thought we should get married. Mm-hmm. And we know each other since we were 17. So, and we were, I was like, when I was getting married, I remember thinking, am I doing something wrong by staying close friends with Doug? Because we were so close. And when I was with my ex-husband's boyfriend, girlfriend, I was like, is this weird that i have this Mm -hmm. close guy friend which that was a big red flag that i really should not drop my friend for uh, you know i know things have to shift but so i did definitely distance myself i remember being being on my wedding day and Doug was like what's wrong with you who are you anymore and i was like i don't know but then when i got when i was going through the divorce i apologized to him i was like i'm sorry i've just so long, we came back together. I mean, and that friendship represented who, that my identity was coming back. And it, it wasn't my ex husband's fault. It was me trying to figure out how to be in a relationship and be myself and not be like, maybe kind of like how my parents were dedicated to each other and like, yes, that's great. But what about yourself and your career goals and all
0: that? We're not really taught that growing up. And especially mm-hmm. if you grew up in a very traditional household where it's just, the woman is all about her man and her children and the grandmas and the grandpas. I mean, yeah, you're kind of set up to fail. I feel like in the modern world. Right. A little and
1: bit. I also didn't know a lot about like intimacy and what I needed. I mean, I think that's a huge part of like relationships and I was very inexperienced. I, I think that I just thought I'm 23. This is going to be the person, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm.
3: because
1: Not everyone finds that at 23. I'm 41. I still haven't found it. Like what is yeah. that? So when I was getting the process of getting divorced, I started creating immediately I was doing like anything I could in New York to create new work right there was like these theater companies that do new work series, I was creating a uh, divorce diaries I love the name we talked a little about the name out, con- you know, it's a it's a great name and it's hard to like. You know, I put so much energy into trademarking and copywriting, failing at some of those things, copywriting thing, it, mm-hmm. creating a bit, it's insane. But the name yeah. was like what I was living. I was like mm-hmm. this real housewife without the house, without money, mm-hmm. having three degrees and like having what to show for it, like all mm-hmm. this craziness, right? And and meanwhile, you have dating in there, teaching kids with special needs. I was a dating men mm-hmm. with special needs, I used to say. Um, <laughs> Not not that every man has a specialty, but uh, so the the show came evolved from my living at home with my parents experience and keeping up with the school moms, uh, trying to date, um, you know, and my own chaos of being who Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm.
0: So, do you kind of feel like like Tom and I? You know, kind of that's how we met. We were like the two outcasts of yes! the school. Like we were the only two. Everyone else is still in that honeymoon. Like we just started mm. our family, and we just bought this like four million dollar house in the valley, <laughs> and you know we're sleeping on air mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard that on one of your episodes. Actually,
1: I'm like because I heard that and I was like, oh my god, I, um. And I think you said something about the preschool, because the preschools when I started getting divorced, it was the preschool and the moms in North Jersey. This there's a couple of towns that are very ritzy. And I wasn't I was in the daycare with all the ritzy moms, but only because they gave me a discount because I was a single parent. Yeah. <laughs> and they tried to set me up with people they knew, but like the bare minimum guys, like the craft singles, cheese of men. <laughs> And and the best part was like, and these women were loaded. And I was like, they're like, we'd like to
0: introduce you to our pull man. <laughs> <laughs>
3: guy,
1: they brought the guy to one of the mommy night outs. Oh, yeah. But he was already high. And like they said, he's not really good for material, but he's good for, you know, a couple months. I'm like, I don't
3: want that.
2: <laughs> but, but, you know, you really, you really get a an idea of what your friends think about you when they set you, they go, this is the person for you. This is what you need. And uh, you're like, geez, Louise. Oh my yeah. God. Did you uh, feel
0: like you had, like, did you feel like you had some oats to sow when you know, you finally, cause you said you got married so young. I feel like there's those people that need to make up for lost time. Yeah. and And do you feel like that also kind of helped, you know, like the, what's the prescription to get over someone is to get under <laughs> someone.
1: I definitely got under somebody. It was bad at first, and then I went under another person and that was good. So, it. and to be very, very uh, honest, I was not intimate with my husband for a couple of years. And I also was had turned it off because when I had my daughter, Um, There were some issues I was having with breastfeeding and there was like, um, I I remember like getting a rash on my back and thinking it was shingles. I was had no sleep. And then I was like afraid. I didn't have shingles, but I was so paranoid because I had my daughter on my chest. I was like Mm -hmm. breaking out. It was to the point where I didn't want to be touched.
0: So I was having issues with that. And I was very, was was it like a combo of stress that was causing this? Ultimately, did you like? Just figure it out on your own or did you go see a doctor? Went to a the
1: doctor, they did the test. She's like, I just think you're having a bad reaction to not having sleep. Uh, but you still mm-hmm. like uh I still like felt so anxious all the time. And I also felt like, um, I'm I, I before I got married, it was a very flirty sexual mm-hmm. sexual that started to shift in the relationship. And I don't think, again, it was all his fault or anything like that. It was mm-hmm. just the way I shifted in it. And I I tend to do that in relationships to be people, mm-hmm. right? So when I was mm-hmm. in this place after my daughter and I was, I mean, I covered, I would wear button down, like moo-moo things. And I lost a lot of weight. I'm a skinny person. I lost 10 pounds. I was 10 pounds lighter than I am mm-hmm. now. So yeah. My mom was like, you don't look well because i was stressed out i was i was breastfeeding and then you got to double your what you're eating and then i'd get so anxious because my ex-husband and i were not in a good place yeah. and i would like you know have those morning bubbles and um but i went so i wanted to have when i started to feel sexual again i was like i'm ready and <laughs> it well i really i really should have remembered, and doug was actually i'm going to bring him up he goes am i allowed to be like uh, a little r rated on here Oh, whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Say whatever you want. It's
0: like, you need to start sucking some dick.
2: <laughs> I was yeah. like, what? Yeah.
0: But because like I have. Been, <laughs> I, I was so... Doug's advice. I mean, that's a good friend. Yeah. That is a good but, guy friend.
2: But did you hook up? Here's, let's go back to Doug. Yeah. Did you guys hook up for your marriage?
0: Did you guys ever hook up, you and Doug? No. <laughs> <We Okay. never laughs> well, even I get yeah. it. There's those people in your life that are good friends and you adore them, but there's just not that component.
1: No, and I think now, yeah, but now we both, were. he would be like, look at me like, whatever, Michelle.
0: He's like, He's I know too much, to, Michelle.
2: He'd be lucky. He'd be lucky to be with you. Uh, I got to go back to uh, your, your <laughs> yeah. creativity, which is such a, what I yeah. have found or what I found is uh, we we get these relationships and they're toxic and all of our creativity just, it we don't even realize it's being sucked out of us. And then you get on the other side of that where you file for divorce or you you start that process of of uh doing what what you have to do for yourself and then in your case it just flowed out and i i, I feel in my case i feel i had about 10 years or, or eight years or something uh where it was uh not at its peak although the last six years i haven't had a date or sex in six years i'm just gonna tell you um it's been pretty good though for uh for um my creativity has gotten better, better. But when you're in a relationship like that, it sucks it out of you. And then you're kind of down below water. Yeah. <clears throat> you got to build up your self-esteem. You had a baby. That's so stressful. You do it. The night feedings, the feedings, that, that not a, there's the worst time in the world for stuff to be going bad yeah. in marriage. You got all that on you. You got pimples on your back or whatever. <clears throat> I wouldn't care about those, but, uh, you <laughs> That's a lot. And to be able to go, okay, I really am an artist. How do I dig myself out of this? My soul yes. and writing and is what you did and performing.
1: And, and the, the writing component was amazing. And just, I wanted to get it up. I'm a kinesthetic learner. So like, I was like, I want to get this up and I'm just sharing it wherever it could. Yeah. Um, dating as a one woman play, and I changed my name, like I made it characters, but mm-hmm. then I dated a cop, uh, a very, very like rough around the edges cop. It was like this sexy little romance. And I mm-hmm. thought he was the one, I know this was ridiculous, but he broke up with me and I was like this, there was so much material there that was funny. That's when I started doing stand-up because I, D- Doug had been doing it and I was like, maybe I should go back to improv again. And they had no improv classes at UCB because I did used to be many many years ago, and I was gonna have to start from scratch again. And I was like, uh, "Why don't I just do a stand up class?" And to help on this, and then I I never stopped because you know once you get the bug of it and you start to feel your life and and in acting, acting and, and performing and sharing my journey helped a lot. And you're right, when you don't, when I'm not in a relationship, I'm I'm more productive in my business, which was kind of the d- gist of divorce stars. Is she keeps getting distracted from these men that like veer her off task i mean it literally just happened i was telling monica a couple of guys in the last couple of years i really thought they were the one where mm-hmm. i felt chemistry one one was in a hollywood guy and producer, produced whatever he fucked me royally physically well not physically actually but you know what i'm saying like he just really didn't yeah. did me wrong and it sucks because then you feel like oh did i just waste all that time and energy but then all the all that pain i create comedy into it It helps me. I mean, some of them don't like that. I guess the men don't like it as much.
2: Well, here's why the deal is people could tell when you're being honest. And one of the great things about doing the show with Monica is that before I start doing it, I, I, because when I met her years ago, outside of our preschool, we were both kind of in the same boat. And since then, she's, uh, she's found a way to co-parent with her ex. And so I, I I don't know that that's ever going to happen. So uh, I was like, yeah, I'm the only person. <laughs> my story is so terrible. And you, but then you hear people sharing on here, honestly, and you're like, oh my gosh, that happened with those guys or this, this woman or this man. And I think with comedy, it's the same way. If you go on stage and you're not authentic, I mean, even when you're doing a character, you can do characters, and, but I think people have to understand that that comes from someplace real, whatever it is. And if you, if they can look at you and go, and you, you, know, you, you don't seem like you're, what people would pick uh, as, oh, this is a doubt. I don't know. This woman has had trouble finding the right guy. This none of that. You don't. You don't look like that. And so, what? It's really uh, powerful to go. Oh, this what This is who I am. This is what I went through. Uh, and I'm going to make it funny, which takes a little bit. I could. There was a kid that came up with the improv about three months ago, and. He just he he. he uh, some they gave him some time and he his wife he just caught his wife on uh uh they're getting divorced. divorce what is a fan your fan fans only only and fans the, only fans completely porn version of it. He caught his wife and then he oh this is so pathetic. But but he paid with his credit card as a, it got a a pseudonym to see her masturbate in yeah. <laughs> ah! <laughs> and he couldn't make it funny yet. But I, 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 it was sad. The audience was like, "Oh, this is the worst." But there is a way to get around. If you're good, to get on the other side of that, and that's why I've always felt I'm going to talk about everything, and then eventually uh, I'll figure out a way to make it funny. And I think that's the most powerful thing we could
3: and do for
0: like, you, Michelle. I think too, it's got to be a strong, secure man who can be like, "Yeah, she's going to talk about." the ugliest thing that maybe happened to her or the hardest thing and she might talk about other dudes down the line that you know these all these honest stories that you're telling but they have to be cool with it.
2: There's- you can't oh let me say they it's it, it is uncomfortable and I have this with an ex-wife <laughs> when they talk about the size of your dick in a derogatory way. Uh now yeah. if you're if you guys were in it, it was funny what you did it but uh, um, and then I got to do a joke about her vagina, but it's funny. Uh, uh, there's anything you could do with people that are, you know, uh, 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 civilians, I call them, not in our business. You know, there's a lot. It It's, it takes a little bit to figure it out. It takes a bit for your family. I'm sure your family sees you doing stuff and like, wow, you yeah. know, you always, yeah, but you just got to pretend nobody's there, but it does take a minute. But if you, I have seen, media ads have their civilian new boyfriends and just trash them about sex and trash oh. them about their body uh-huh. and i'm like okay hey, that's it's not gonna
1: work yeah. yeah i have never done that unless i know this.
3: Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello, Fresh! Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
1: Okay, so I've only done that with somebody that really fucked me over.
2: Good, that... good, good, good,
0: good. Yeah, I think that's warranted
2: it's absolutely that's what that should be what's guys don't take for granted about you they go i'm gonna go into this full. but you know if i if i if i cross her if i do something horrible it's i'm gonna see it i'm gonna hear about it i'm gonna see it because she's not gonna go quietly into the night i think that's
1: what drove the guy i was dating a couple weeks ago away because he's because he said he's like i don't like being in the line of fire because he's known that i've done this for years he actually had me create for his his business, oh, his content business a couple of years ago. And I was like, wait, this is great. So he's single now. We went out for a couple of times, but then I was like losing my shit. Cause I'm like, why don't you text me in the morning? Like I was long mm-hmm. so short. And then he he told me he had COVID right before, right before I was about to go on, right before I had a show in Richmond. He's like, by the way, I have COVID, but I think, I think you're fine. I'm like, I'm about to go on stage. Yeah, and <laughs> I talked to Doug, Doug's like, <laughs> Yo, that was selfish. He should have told you yeah.
2: after. Yeah, no <laughs> bad news right before you go on stage. No bad news right before you go on stage. No. That if, you know, somebody could have died uh, sitting next to him. And should we not have- look before at before our phones
0: right before we go on stage? That's probably a good, like, it needs to be off in your bag.
1: Well, it it was like right before the text. So I, I, I'm exaggerating a little bit. It was like, my tech was at five. He texts me at three 30. So what was I supposed to do? I said to him, I said, you told me right before the show, am I supposed to go run and get a test? I had 55 people coming. Not that that's a large audience, but
0: like it's enough. Right? Back, back 50 it's enough five people.
2: people. Good. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. Well, for most, I mean, you know, I have the imposter syndrome with the comedians and how many tickets people are selling. So I'm like, I can't. I had. I needed money. That was my, my fucking money. And I was. I and I got that he wasn't trying to do it intentionally. He was trying to be nice, but like, we're we're not meeting each other. where are like, I think he sees that. Oh, she just Sheila just puts them in immediately. Whereas I should have had a conversation with him about it first. But I like he put me to voicemail. So I I did a video about when a guy puts you to voicemail, and it was me boxing. So he's like, that was really aggressive, and that scared me.
2: What. Oh my what, what, God. What a pussy, man. Totally. <laughs> I mean, you know, okay. if you can't figure out, that I, I, we all make mistakes, all, all, certainly yeah. all bad, all women, but calling, letting you know right before you go on stage, you know, because <laughs> this is so important to you. And, then, and if you waited till afterwards, then you could have at least went, okay, I'll get it. Uh, you didn't know. You're innocent. You've got your fans there. You have right. to. Put, what does
0: your ex husband think about divorce, Diaries? Does he know? Or yes,
1: yeah, yes, he definitely knows. Um, so when I shot the Amazon Prime, when I shot the special for Amazon Prime last uh just November, I told him right before. Well, he's known about it. He's I don't know what he's watched of it, but I know sure. his girlfriend has watched me do stand up, and his girlfriend watched a special. And so I asked him. I said, "So can I? Do you want me to send you the jokes I'm going to do about you before? Because I want to make sure you're okay with them." He's like, "No." Oh you know what made me he got so many points in my book again and i was like oh he's like no it's it's comedy
0: i don't care everyone i Perfect. love that
2: it is comedy <laughs> you're very kind for offering to send your jokes uh, uh just in general to anybody right because then there's the risk that you know uh, you know especially people that are close to you there's yeah. a risk yeah. that they're gonna let you down or whatever and yes. uh you know, it, it's always better to, to uh, ask for just, forgiveness. Well, my, and, and I say this because it keeps coming up. <laughs> my fourth ex-wife who I have these uh, children with that are here. Uh, she says, he calls him, what are you going to quit talking about the awful things that I do? And I said, when you quit doing awful <laughs> things, that's all you have to do is not do those things. And then it'll go, you know, it'll go away. I'm not gonna uh, you know, I'd like to get on the other side of it and talk about that. Well, we're all good with the co parenting and this and that and you know, there's nothing crazy happening in front of the kids and I'm not it. trying to have me arrested. Whatever it is. But that's the real thing is, you know, and I think also I think that that your husband knew knew you enough to know, well, you know, she's uh she works in comedy, she's an actress. Yeah. You know, you get you know, uh, you, you figure out a way in a healthy relationship to do that together, to figure out what's comfortable, you know, this idea of making out or, you know, or having contact yeah. with somebody on camera, which is, it's all fake, all of it. Although you do get crushes on people that you are Well, I think
1: was, that was, that was happening when I was in the marriage and I was yeah. really scared because I was like, this isn't good. Are I you was really- getting
0: crushes on people kind of? Yeah. Talk, so yeah gotta- talk, let's give us some examples.
1: I was in a play, um, I was at the time teaching. Um, so when I when I was getting married, I, I went to teach, instead of acting full time, I was touring with musical theater. I, I wanted to stay in one place and I became a theater teacher and I taught a lot of children. I taught special, I taught majority of children with special needs in theater, right? So that, and I started my own theater company um, and I have a theater company get dedicated to differently able children. So there was a lot of beauty that came from the pivoting of career shifts, right? But yeah. Took me off the road. So when I took you take off the road of acting and you got you lose time, right? So now the last couple of years I've been trying to gain that time back. So, um, uh, so with uh, I'm sorry, yo, oh, yeah, so the with the children, I feel like, um, I, I don't know, I, I personally think that anything I did that was um, not negative towards him, but like maybe could have uh the jokes I made about him, they, I, I, I he could have said something like, but he didn't, he just chose to say, okay, well, that's okay. I mean, this is comedy. Um, I completely didn't answer your question. Can you ask your question? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so you said, you know, you like developing crushes on people, oh, you crushes. know, when you were married, you were doing theater because I feel like, especially with creatives a lot who, you mm. know, I know a lot of people who will remain nameless, but who mm. have shared with me since I've shared my story where they've had emotional affairs. So, oh, yes. did, so did you ever feel like, Ooh, I'm starting to kind of have an emotional affair or like <clears throat> it's going down that road. So, um,
1: I guess I blocked out the emotional fear, which is why I couldn't answer the question. Uh, I would say that he—I think he thought I had one. I don't think I did, and we went to a therapist to discuss this. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: So I was teaching at a school, and the headmaster at the school—I definitely had a crush on him, and we Mm -hmm. definitely were very close. The texting Mm -hmm. was a lot. He was married to, never once did it turn sexual. Mm -hmm. Was sexting, but. There was a fine line of like, this is Mm -hmm. a lot of texting between the two of you. And he looked through my phone and he looked through my journal and he found something that revealed my feelings. So, Mm -hmm. and I rightfully so, of course, that would break anybody's heart, you know, like, I mean, we went to therapy for it. And and again, like we didn't have my daughter yet. So there was a lot of stuff that there was those crushes. And I also was in a play where I was like, the guy had to be my boyfriend and we were touching and it
0: felt Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, these well, are it all... should
2: you're you're an actress, you gotta make it uh, uh, as real as possible, and that's part. That's part. That's what Daniel Day Lewis would do. Let me just say this: Did your <laughs> husband go through your journal without you knowing it?
3: Yes. Uh, that's... Okay.
2: Let me. Yeah. I'm just gonna right here. If if you go through somebody's journal without the notice, you deserve to open a page and see your them getting mean, anal sex with somebody or a phone that's what you deserve that's what the that's what god is going to give you because i and, and people that do that by the way to keep you on guard keep you on your feet are usually up to something and it's a way they can keep coming at you and say no i don't i got to check this thing out or what are you what are you up to i think you got to behave a different way you have crushes you have and and then if you really find out about it later you're like oh my god they were up to but they're keeping me off balance. You know, they're, it was always about me: good guy, bad guy, good guy. And, uh, and a lot of times it's because they, you know, they're up to no good. They're up to stuff that would blow you away. So yeah. they're feeling bad about what they do. And they're going to take it out on you because they, they recognize anything of their worst uh, uh, attributes in you, anything that they actually feel guilty about the self, they're going to just hammer, you know? So yeah. that's, that's what I think.
1: Well, that's interesting because later down the road, I never thought he lied to me.
2: Yeah, he did, so really he like, lied.
1: He and lied. I found out a while after that, during the divorce, he, ga- he was gambling mm. and he money away. I mean, now, so this is so long ago and things things have gotten so much better between him and sure. I, but at the same time, that time is when like, I, I remember thinking like the sheet was pulled off. I was like, wow, so maybe he did lie and just because you don't lie about women don't mean you don't lie about other stuff but uh, I, i really wanted to just be freed of it so i was kind of glad that he found it because i was like i just don't want this anymore and and that's also why i i when i when we first dismissed the divorce i was like I was feeling, I started to have a crush on somebody I was working with again.
0: And I was like, what is happening? And my- Sorry to interrupt, but when you say dismiss a divorce, what does that mean? Like we filed and then we're gonna just not go, we're gonna take it off the table? Yes, in the state of New Jersey, you could do that. So I, we dismissed it, which
1: means if you, in order to reopen it, you gotta pay another retainer fee.
0: Okay, so when, and then, you know, you mentioned that he got really angry. So do you think the anger I mean, cause I feel, it seems like you were kind of the one that was like, here's the come to Jesus. It's yeah. not working out. Like, let's do it. And then from yeah, there, so
1: he was, so when we separated, when we lived separately, I, that's why So let it's a divorce till our daughters in, in in a place where she's talking and we mm-hmm. understand what the diagnosis is. But when I was having feelings for another person, someone had brought to my attention, they're like, what are you doing with your husband? And I was like, yeah, I don't this isn't, and I knew in my heart of hearts, like I knew the first moment I had a crush on somebody when I popped out of it, it was like, this is not, this
3: isn't
0: gonna yeah. my were you yet. still able to like sleep with your husband through all of this? Or were you like faking, you know, or were you like, I can't. And I just shut it off. I, I never,
3: of people-
1: yeah. He knew I was not in it. We were, I mean, we had a baby and yeah. I tried I definitely tried. I got there. Some there was there was moments of like reconnection. Yes. Um. Again, it's not like him being vile or anything. It was like more so me. Yeah. And like, um, because I know, like, as I think about some of the in the when I've talked about the story before, if if he were ever to hear it, I always think, well, it wasn't really him. It was really me and my needs that weren't being met that I didn't voice from the beginning, and I allowed that to happen for years, and. my fault because it's like well well girl of course he's gonna think you' yeah, you're being pleasure like this is amazing like i was the one who brought up getting married like like he even said he's like you're the one who brought up getting married now you want to divorce me pretty hoe?
3: well um, i think i
2: think in relationships this happens a lot i think it's happened in uh several of mine where you both have tried everything you you just hit the wall you know you're yeah. sticking there but you're waiting for the other person to file their divorce or start to break up or whatever. And cause you want, you don't want to be the bad guy, you know, it's the right thing, but you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to wait. And what I have found with my behavior, especially in the past before I got sober is I would just start really behaving badly with drugs, alcohol, whatever. And then eventually they'd leave. And I'd go, Oh, look, it sad me. I better get sober again. But I, I do think there's a, a thing like that. Uh, yeah. Um, You know, and, but I also think you sound incredibly healthy now. And, um, you know, you jump into stuff, but you also, and I say, people got to know when to get out of stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't have to be, we have one life and maybe it started off great and both well-intentioned, but at a certain point you go, this is not, this is not how I want to spend the rest of my life. And, uh, oh God, who is, Sasha, why are you calling me? She's supposed to turn that off. Uh, this is I'm going to spend the rest of my life. So, um, uh, they're, she my kids that, uh, and you know, you have the right, no, oh my God, what did you just do?
0: Oh my God. How funny. I'm sure he'll pop back on. Um, okay. wait, one thing I was going to ask you was since you were talking about your family, you know, living with your family, moving in with them, you know, how did, how did your family treat you you know, was it open arms and supportive or were they kind of like, I mean, it does, I feel like maybe you said there was a tinge of them kind of being like, we told you so. Oh, or, or it was more you. Okay. I was wondering if it was, I, we told you so, or you really have to work it out. Cause I feel like some families don't care yeah. whether or not it's right. You know, I feel like they want to push you yeah. in and push you away.
1: Especially in an Italian Catholic household. They, do want you to work it out but my parents knew me and knew they, they didn't dislike my ex-husband they just never understood the relationship because it he was very different than me and like sugar and gasoline like i i say this in my stand-up about how he like i love talking he likes mumbling like i married charlie brown's mom that kind of thing like it, it was and his family is very lovely too and they were like but they're very different than my and my family just felt like we want you to be happy. We don't see you being happy in the last couple of years.
0: Did you do a divorce party? Did you do a eat, pray, love trip? What did you do once like it was sign sealed? So one of the biggest
1: things um, I did right away—it wasn't when my divorce was finalized, but it was—I would say it's the closest divorce party esque because it was my it was my birthday, my thirty third birthday, and the last two birthdays I had spent alone with my child, no, nothing, no celebration. I remember the last birthday that, that 30, when I turned 32, my mother's like, this is, I said to myself, and my mother said, it's the last birthday. You don't celebrate because they had a little cake for me. And I mean, we went out, my cousins and I went out in the city, we had dinner, we went dancing. I had a 23 year old boy that I took home and I had sex with. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like it was now that, Turned into a two-month fling that was ended badly, but amazing.
0: But whatever. That day was amazing. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> so pr- tell us, how many times a week are you doing your show? Where are you doing it? Are there some new cities coming up? Give us your give us your date. So, um, with when I first started the
1: show, I was trying to do it every month in New York and do it every. And it was it was a different show and it was making me not happy with the original concept, which was one woman. And a lot of, as you know, in stand up comedy, people want to trade spots and do shows. So I, it wasn't that. It was that, and then it turned into back to one woman show. So I, I decided to spread it out as a touring show. Where I continue building my numbers up, so I am going to be in Jersey in October and San Diego, uh, performing the live show, and then this month and in November, there's the the TV pilot is still circulating film festivals, and so it's in Chicago, St. Charles, um, Illinois Breakout Film Festival, and then a Houston Comedy Film Festival in November, and then in the between that, um, I'm just working on adding more dates for for yeah. twenty. I'll be very transparent it's a fucking struggle as a single parent comedian trying to get spots to
0: keep nighttime show work as a parent is hard I mean we've got to pay babysitters I mean especially for women it's I always tell people yeah and for men I always when someone invites me to dinner or like some sc- bullshit screening or whatever or maybe not so bullshit but you know what I mean Yay! I go I go thank you so much. But if I choose to go to this event, it's going to cost me $150 out the door just for me to leave the fucking house.
1: (laughs) I know it's true. And then I have, I've had people get mad at me. They're like, you never come see me. Why would I have you feature for me? I'm like, I don't have any time. I have my child. She can't come see you perform. And
0: yeah. So it's, yeah. so those are the dates. So, um, so if I mean, people want to get tickets to your show. Do you have a yeah. website? What's your, how can they come see you?
1: Yeah. So they can go to either com or divorce diaries com. I'm going to be in LA actually October 21st. Um, stay tuned. Cause I'm not sure if we're, we're doing it where we're waiting to hear from a film festival that we're that's that day, but right. San Diego, the 22nd, um, Doug is actually face. Is, is you have
0: it. to invite Tom and I to your show if you come. Do it in LA. Uh,
1: thank you cool. guys. So much. I'll you- awesome. I'll, I'll tell you, and then we'll talk about when I'm in LA and stuff. Cool. Thanks. All, all right. Time. Bye, Tom.
0: Bye.
2: Talk to you soon. Bye.